Hey you, come here. I want to tell you something. Do you ever want to be who they want a podcast? Then all you need is Anchor. It's the easiest way to start, and it's free. It has access to tools right at your fingertips. Plus, Anchor does the distribution work for you. You heard me, for you. So all you have to do is download, record, and upload. That's simple. Join anchor.fm today and get to podcasting. Mwah. And welcome to the Who They Want podcast show. You already know Big Dog is in the building alongside the lovely Miss Queen Leo. Unfortunately, Jay Taddy couldn't make us with us tonight due to some technical difficulties on his show. But we're going to hold the show out and continue to rock out on our own, ladies and gentlemen. So how you doing, Miss Lady? Hey, hey, hey. I'm good. Another day. It's another fucking day. What you talking about? We done made it to Friday, ladies and gentlemen. We done bypassed those stressful days. Those, I just don't want to get out my bed days. Oh, not my weekend days. You know, my, um, <laughs> my, um, my weekend don't start. My Friday isn't to Saturday. Okay, okay. So, so. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So what does your downtime consist of? You know what I'm saying? What is what are some things that you find soothing for you, you know, that you would be willing to share with the listeners? Oh, honey, I can share anything. Uh <laughs> Reefer and music. Perfect combination. You know, and that is um yeah. You know, music, Rifa, um, you know, me writing. Because like I said, I got I mean my man, my my brain is constantly on go. And I don't know. I don't know. Man. Well, yeah, the no. only way I can make sense is when I write. Uh, I've been kind of inspired lately to get back into my poetry, right? And something I haven't did in a while is pick up a pen and, you know, write my, you know, deep passionate rhymes. So I've been back in this, back into the notebook lately. Right. And we see, that's the thing, though. Like, poetry don't have to rhyme. Poetry don't even have to make sense to the readers. It can only it should just make sense to you, you know. It's just my opinion. I think poetry is a time where you can be as open, as free, and as selfish as you want to be. And if that makes sense, I don't know. Oh, it that makes, totally makes sense because it it's sense. a way to express yourself without the judgment, mm-hmm. without the stereotype, without you know that peek over the shoulder of that ain't right, erase that, put that back. Like, you can really dive in and be as diverse and cultured or uncultured, or however you want to call it, as you want to be. If that's how you want to be. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, I need to 
digging the crates and fast poetry that I wrote. Ooh, I want to say I got poetry dating back since high school here. So that's been over 10 years. I got like quite a bit stashed up of poetry. I just haven't digged it out yet, you know? But since lately I've been getting this soul search journey done and getting back to myself again, I'm like, man, I'm so stress-free now. Like, I don't hold grudges no more. I don't be stuck in them stuck face periods of loss and translations and stuff like that. So, you know, for me, that's like a very good stress reliever to rediscover who I am again. Right now, it's just that mental negativity I've gone on over the years of self-doubt, not fully understanding what self-love is, and, you know, just really putting down everything negative that anyone may have ever said that I've carried over the years and let it become a burden and weigh me down over and over and constantly let it be in my mind, play in my head to where it keeps me up at night. Just constantly thinking of, you know, people thinking you're worthless and this, that, and forth. So, I just want to put it to rest, like, to anyone that has written, has written me off physically in their minds. I just want to thank you because I, you know, I'm going to um, go ahead and send that reject button out there because I'm still here to live and become better than I am today. And whatever part of me you may remember that you last left off or you may have from hearsay, I'm going to let you keep that memory because it's no longer me. It's no longer Big Dog. Okay. Okay, so if you're pushing it out, how, like what's going to stop you from even caring about it? It's like what I'm saying, like the doubt, the what people had to say, what they what they felt, all of other people's opinions that you basically you allowed to affect you. How are you going to stop that from affecting you in the future? How are you going to stop that from creeping up and affecting your mental in the future? Like, are you just going to stay lit, uplifted or? It's definitely like chanting positivity and increasing the overflow of positive vibes and decreasing the fumes of negativity. So it'd be like, okay. you know what I'm saying? It'd be like mind over matter. I like that. Okay. Yeah, okay. You're going to keep the negativity away and you're going to just, you're going to surround yourself with positivity. If you surround yourself with positivity, then you have no, no way of ever being in the position to where you are mentally affected. You always got to have a positive outcome, no matter how gray or how bad it looks. In order for you to stay uplifted and positive, you have to make sure that you stay grounded. And you have to always, you know, even if something don't go right, you got to think like this, like, okay, well, I didn't get to do this, but I was able to do this. So it's always got to be a counteract of positivity in order for you to stay with that positive mental mindset. You're going to have bad days. But you gotta have the good days outweigh the bad. Absolutely true. I couldn't have worded it better. But like you said exactly, put the nail in the coffin words. That's real <laughs> talk. <laughs> are you are you, are you serious? What? Are you serious? Are you just agreeing with me? 
Oh no, I'm being real. My my agreements on the unpopular opinion statements at this point was sincere. Like I can definitely, you know, concur with what you just said at that moment. You're about to hate me, but this is my mom. I have to make sure she made it home. Please, I don't know. We're gonna have to pick it up right where I left off. One second, okay? Ten four. And jumping right back into the show. Apologize for the brief delay, but we're back on track. Yeah, so you just have to say grounded. That's one thing that's really hard for me, though. Like, I let what people say affect me. And I'm learning to not let it affect me no more. Like, if I want to wear it, I'm going to wear it. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And that has been a hard thing for me. I never let really what other people's opinions as far as like what I'm doing really affect me. So I guess it's a little different for me. Letting go is a little different. I need to let go of of people. You know, I have had bad relationships with people or I've allowed people to treat me a certain way because I like their company or I like them as a person. And I really have had to let a lot of people go. And it has put me in like a lonely state. Like I don't have a lot of friends. I really don't. But uh-huh. I'm okay with that. Like I'm cool with that. So to the listeners out there, it's okay to be alone and happy. Like it's okay to accept that. Mm-hmm. And not feel like that's a depression state. Like it's mm-hmm. totally not. For me, continuation for me would be like, it's the same thing as wanting to create the podcast show and people's opinions and wanting to break barriers and wanting to find a platform and, you know, constantly trying to create, I guess, like the perfect acceptance for it. And then it was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? You're being fake for trying to be too real. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to give people a show scripted, but then you're not having that substance. Like, you're not giving that soul food. Like, you're basically just, you know, getting on a mic and talking to people, but then you're not focusing on what who they want stands for. You're just focusing on... Which, using this platform was to help promote and to help you know encourage entrepreneurship and innovators and this and that but I'm just saying speaking nobody ever got the who they want real story like the only thing they're getting is fragments of what it used to be what it could have been and what we're staring at now so no one ever heard my voice on the mic come in and say hey I am Mr. Who They Want I have created a platform for the underprivileged, for the undecided, the unencouraged. And I'm trying to help spread a little joy in people's life. Rather, some episodes are comical, some episodes are serious, some episodes are entertaining, 
And just some episodes are just straight from the heart, as this episode right here tonight is. Mm-hmm. And along with the great, you know, I like, even though I know you like don't have to gloat too high, but because of my standpoints, I think highly of you, Super Cutie. So when mm-hmm. I be on and I'ma put you on this plateau and be like, she's phenomenal, she's outstanding. To know her is to love her. Like, you gotta understand, I'm coming from a place of love and respect. But I'm also, you know, keep it professional while we do this show. (laughs) Just wanted to get that off my chest. (laughs) That's all good. I mean, I would love to hear the full story of who they want. I would love to hear. I came out the trenches, as is already being foretold. <laughs> I really grinded out the mud. Started off as a record company. <laughs> being a record company, promoting musicians and local artists. Then it transformed when I became an assistant to a former top, top-rated plus-size entertainer. And it opened my eyes to see the truth, right? So who they want more from being a potential record company to becoming an entertainment management company just based on being a scout. Like, I learned so much more being in a seat of watching how the game work, watching how to book artists, how to schedule meetings, how to give ideas and they're taken serious. And then, you know, I said to myself, I was like, hey, I want to be that guy. Like, I don't want to be Lil Wayne. I want to be Birdman now. Like, I want to be the masterpiece podcast. I want to build this thing from the ground up and be able to have some longevity behind it. Right. And, you know, knowing the people that I do know as far as plus size entertainment go has given me the opportunity to kind of strengthen my legs on it like it gave me that door to say okay if all else fails I know this is my root work like I can always rely on this to help it go but now you got to think longevity like consistency are these people even going to be relevant in the next six months to a year? No disrespect to anyone, but you just got to really, when it comes to letting go and finding yourself on the same sentence, you got to realize you can't take everybody with you to the road to success. I feel you. That's true. That is true. You know, me trying to create a platform to put other people in a success seat, it's still downplaying me, Mr. Who They Want, Mr. Big Dog. Like, I'm downplaying myself. Not that I take offense to it, but then there you go. You got to stop second-guessing yourself. Like, you got to stop putting yourself in and out the driver's seat, switching to the passenger seat. You either going to drive this bus, or you going to sit back and let someone else drive you all over God's creations. Right. And then 
you know, once again, like, shout out to BBW Cherry Red, who, like, back in, like, 08, I would say, like, 08 towards 2010 run, building the foundation of who they want, you know, she had the aspirations to want to be a, a BBW model. At that time, didn't know nothing about it. Really, truly didn't know nothing about it. To me, it was just... Hold on, people. Are you there? Okay. So I was like, I was legit in this meeting, and it just kicked me right off the meeting. First, my screen went black, and then it just kicked me off the meeting. That's okay. The recording's still running. You're still here, and we didn't lose nothing. Perfect. Okay. But as I was just letting the people know, I was just explaining, like, I started from nothing with just one person with the aspirations of becoming a plus-size model. And a couple years later, that person, you know, still has the same love for me as we had when we first started. And would be like, hey, if you're going to rock this thing, what I got to do to help? And I'm all about that. Like, I respect that. Like, that's unbreakable, interchangeable, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. But at the same time, if I don't see the same vision that the people alongside me see, then I'm just building a house with no wires. I'm going to keep people in the dark because I have a foundation with, you know, no substance. Right. You got to be able to build. You got to be able to build. And if you're around people or you feel like you're connected to people that you cannot build with, then it's not going to go. Y'all, I mean, I'm not saying y'all have to have this. Go ahead. No, no. Right. I'm agreeing again. Right. I'm not saying that you have to have have the exact same vision, but everybody has to be on the same page in order for it to be a successful thing, whatever it is, like whatever, if you're referring to your podcast or um, building a brand, like it has to be consistency and we have to, we have to all come together and make it work. Otherwise, you're going to see one person trying way harder than everybody else. Especially the people involved that don't feel like that they are beneficial partners in whatever it is you're trying to build up. Understood. Understood. So I'm just, now I had an epiphany where I can grasp that concept and go, I know exactly what I want to do now. I know exactly how I want to go now. Now I can, I can be that leader that, you know, can lead on. Right. It was a little rocky. It was a little rocky. But then you go back and then you see, because I'm the type when I study things, I like to point out all the flaws first. Like, this went wrong. This went wrong. You could have did this better. You could have said this better. Da da da. You know, so forth and so forth. And now it's like, it's time to rewrite, like, and I just see, I see so much potential in who they want podcast. I see it. I believe in it. I stand in it. I trust in it. And I appreciate the support. I don't even appreciate, you know, the opportunity of having 
you I don't even care if you don't do nothing but just breathe the whole show <laughs> but just the fact that you are you know in the corner of who they want means the world to me well I appreciate that but I'm not here to just breathe I'm here to support you every step of the way whether you want me actually on the show talking or if you want me in the background trying to find people that you can conversate with on the show whatever you need to do I'm here to be that friend that partner that supporter that is going to see you through until you are at the top. I'm here to build with you. You heard it here first, people. Love that fire, that ingenuity. A rare kind. Diamond in the rough. Love it. I love it. Because, you know, I've been... I've been watching an apostle lately. That's like lately my thing. And I got prophesized one afternoon, just mm-hmm. randomly. And the apostle looked at me and says, Big dog, you've been holding on to a lot of pain since you were like 15 or 17. And you've, you know, basically kept your emotions behind closed doors. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, that person didn't like knew me based on just participating but that person didn't know me enough to tell me those things mm-hmm. but that just show you how the spirit moves in people right and then the apostle said continues to say you're carrying around this heavy grief of someone you love a loved one that you know has left the land of the living you've been carrying that burden and feeling kind of like you're responsible and you haven't really gave that tear. And he goes on to say, it's time for you to let that tear out. It's time for you to get that one good cry out and then sit back and watch God flourish and manifest. And man, I was just ecstatic, mind blown. Like everything just hit me. And that's why I meant when I said it, I wanted to title tonight, Letting Go. Like, you can't keep going through life sheltering everything that has caused you pain in your life. At some point, you have to release that pain in order to grow. I agree with you. But... I feel like when it comes to females and males, there are it's more likely for a female to express the pain that she's going through. You know, she could be 21, she could have had the worst childhood, and then she makes it, you know, to where she feels like she is, has made it as an adult. And then you'll see her cry about her pain. Guys are so different. They keep it all in, most guys, some guys, not everybody. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, and I think within the black community, it's almost like you crying, you look, you weak, you falling apart, you a weak, you, you know, you depressed, you stressed, you weak. That's not weak. That is a part of life. Some people get stressed, some people get depressed, some people cry, and it's okay for that to be, you know, that's you're you can do that as a male. So the fact that you are, you know, you have held on to so much pain, it's okay. Let it go. Let it out. 
if you want to scream, if you want to cry, if you want to punch a wall, if you want to punch the, the bed, a book, whatever, let it out. You're going to feel better once you let it out. You got to let it out. And you got to really let it out. Like, you, cry, cry it out. Get in the shower and just like, that's, that's it for me. Like, I can go take a hot bath or a nice hot shower and I just cry in there. Like, seriously, I let it out if I had a bad day, if I feel like I'm gonna be late on a bill, if I feel like I'm not gonna be able to buy the leggings I wanna buy. I mean, it's the petty things for me. It's the fact that I wanted pork ribs, even though I shouldn't eat pork. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm being goofy, but I'm being serious. Like, you got to let right. it out. Otherwise, it'll eat you up. It'll, it'll start to affect you in other ways. You know, like, so you got to let that out. Whatever you was going through, whatever you, whoever you lost, you just talk to them. You know, let, let that person know, like, I've been thinking about you days is hard without you. You know, however you like to deal with it, but you got to let it go. Otherwise, it's going to eat you up and it's going to affect you in so many ways that you won't look back and you won't wish that you had let it go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And being me being the Pisces that I am, <laughs> I have to come to grips with that. Like <laughs> we stubborn at times when it comes to emotional rocks. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take a stand on it for myself. Like this ain't about a zodiac and this ain't about foolish pride. This is about hurting in order to heal. I just want to encourage anybody that you know get a chance to hear this show just to know like it's okay you've already opened that door so I just want to follow up and be like it's okay like as a man like you can drop that bride and be okay with it you still yeah. believe that you still gonna be a man at the end of that day I don't look at a man any less like if my dude was crying and was hurt and was like hey it, you know this happened like nah I don't want nobody that's crying all the time I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna lie there you come home every day and every day which is a bad day like dude what you crying for today but if it's just like babe like let me tell you how I grew up we struggled or let me tell you how my my friend you know my homie my dog that I thought was down with me let me tell you how you, you know set me up that's different you know I'm sitting there bonding with you over pain that you have went through it's okay guys y'all can cry y'all can show emotion it really bothers me when i deal with an emotionalist guy somebody who cannot show any emotion can't tell you baby i miss you or i love you girl or you know or i can't wait to see you some guys do not show none of that because they are emotionalist and that is a very it's hard to deal with those kind of people because you're like did this did he even miss me i ain't seen him in a week I ain't talked to him all day. Like, does he even know that I'm mad? So it, it, that all stems from, I think, the way some guys were, were, how they grew up. And within the black community, like, we tell our sons not to cry. Quit crying, what you crying for? You hear that all the time. What are you crying for? Quit crying, you're a boy. No, man, my son can cry. You can cry, baby, what's wrong? Go ahead and cry. What happened? No, like, I, no, it's okay, guys. So for all the men out there listening, I'm a female and you are allowed to cry. Express your emotions, baby. Come lay on my shoulder. Tell me about your day. <laughs> dope, dope, dope.
dope. I think the world needs more super cuties. They can't have this one though, but I just think the world needs more of that. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. That's as real as they come. That is the truth. I'm speaking straight facts. Like, I really am. Like, and like I said, I can't speak for all the females out there, but I'm just speaking for me and what I like, which I know there's got to be somebody out there that feels the same way that I feel. I Guys, I feel like, feel like they just can't show emotions. They got to keep that armor up. Otherwise, they're looked at as weak. You're not weak. Let your pain out. Tell me what, what bothered you. Like, tell me what you didn't like. Tell me what happened. How was you raised? Like, what didn't you like about growing up? Or what did you like about growing up? Not everybody had a bad childhood, but I just I just feel like we need to let make it okay. Normalize that. Make that normal. The fact that black men feel like they can't release. Let that be a normal thing. Release, release, release that energy. All right then. All righty then. Wow. You know, <laughs> that actually wraps up tonight, ladies and gentlemen. That wraps up tonight's episode of Who They Want Podcast. It's been a pleasure. It's been very eventful. And very, you know, I loved it. I loved it this moment. Once again, I'm the host, Big Dog, along with the great co-host, Miss Super Cutie. We hope you enjoyed this episode. It's been real. And now it's time to put this record to an end. Enthusiasm for why I want to go try it now. Yeah, yeah, you do. You have to try. You have to try it. You're gonna be like, what? And that's what I'm saying. It's like it's hot beyond hot. It's like, why is it so hot? Y'all McDonald's. Like, I didn't even think y'all was gonna even have space. Why y'all making it hot? <laughs> they trying to knock Wendy's off the map. Let's just be real. Probably, probably. I think so. I think so. I think so. Cause like the nugget is hot, and then um. And then the hot sauce is like hot hurt. I'm like, ooh. So for KFC and uh, Chick-fil-A and all the other chicken shacks and stuff, they heat factors <laughs> up because McDonald's gonna have a run for their money again. The it's exactly. McDonald's smart. We sell it for a cheaper price. That's it. They do. They do. They do. That is like That's... the ultimate hustle right there. Oh yeah. But they McDonald's, so they, they can do what they do. Absolutely. Like, who really been arguing with a franchise chain that hasn't been here forever? You can't fight with that. Like, mm. That's crazy, because now that's all I pretty much buy when I'm in fast food now is whatever's on the chicken menu. I don't even get, like, regular burgers no more. Like, let me get the new chicken sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> you can't go wrong with birds these days. It's like the cheapest thing in the grocery store. It's okay. Thing. I'm just being real about it. Real. I'm like, I'm like Bubba from Forrest Gump. When he talked about shrimp, I'm going to tell you about chicken. You okay. Can it sauteed, fried. Ooh. You can do so many things with that bird. 
Okay? No, for real. <laughs> serious people, y'all complain. I'm going to be around those who I love. I don't like y'all. So, yeah, I'm going to be around my kids. You can't go wrong with bird. <laughs> go wrong with the bird. <laughs> Absolutely not. Y'all know what I'm talking about. My country folks know what I'm talking about. We okay. are the originators of what chicken is today. Okay. <laughs> Most definitely, love. Oh, wow. So I just hope you continue to, you know, grow in both sides of your business, you know, rather it's, yes. you know, through the professional side or through the motivational side, whatever you decide yes. to really pursue full head on. Yeah. You know, I know you're looking to retire from one somewhere. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, my full time job. Yes. Like, like sooner than later. Like I'm trying to. Probably I'll put in, I'm thinking like maybe another three years or four years. I've only been doing it three years. And then I want to do maybe like another three years in this particular field. Like I'm in, I'm, I work with children and family. I want to eventually kind of like go over into medical social work and then work at the hospital a little bit. And then like not really retire, but just not do it because this work is hard. It's hard mentally. It's just really hard on you mentally. Um, yeah. And so... Yeah, I want to. I'm hoping that my business is up and like going where I can be full time my business, and then. I'll, um, but I'm also going to get my um, my LCSW where I become a licensed therapist. So I want to do that, and and then I can really pull off my my nine to five as a social worker. Awesome, great goals yeah. to have planned right now. Yeah, yeah. Especially we're gonna do therapists. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna be your first client. I just want to let the record state that. I Look, think. I know, especially this, after all this crazy going on, woo, I'm telling you, I know folks definitely need some therapy sessions. But I also wanted to say too, coming up later on this year, um, I'm planning to do like an online um, workshop. So what changed is like my with my business, I have done um, in, like in-person workshops. So earlier this year, I did a workshop called Mirror Love. And, um, and so I had other speakers, other motivational speakers come out. I had other, um, I had a clinician come out and talk about self-care and people talked about. And uh, it was like this room, you know, more so like a walk-in closet. Okay. Well, they'll buy this shit, then they'll go in there and smoke it. So he said, um, I'm going to need you to go in there and get that money. You know me, I'm rough around the edges, but I'm greener than a motherfucker. <laughs> so you know, I open the door, it ain't nothing but crack smoke. You know what I'm saying? So I cover my nose, I look around, I don't see no money. Let me get the fuck about it. And he was like, "Did you get the money?" I said, "Man, ain't no money now." He said, "Don't get your motherfucking ass and get that money." I said, "It ain't no motherfucking money in them. That's just me." You know what I'm saying? That was right. How I was. And I still got the spot in the back of my head. Because when I said it, I turned around and he took his pistol. He took the butt of his pistol and hit me in the back of my head. And I fell. And I remember waking up. I was in his, my ex-husband's car before he was even my boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? He was just, he just so happened to be there. And 
I can safely say I never seen him again. I never seen that guy again. I don't know what they did to him. I didn't ask no questions, but I never seen him again. No way in Atlanta. And at the time, he he recognized me, you know, from the neighborhood. He knew uh-huh. my he knew my uncle. He was like, "Man, what the fuck you doing out here? You know, and what you doing way over here?" And you know what I'm saying? Pretty much chastising me for being in that neighborhood. Right. <clears throat> because he knew what kind of family I come from. You have to go to the hospital. Went to the hospital. I was in the hospital for three days. My mother didn't come that one day. Mm-hmm. And he was there every day. He The first day, he stayed overnight. He's like, you know, I got to go. I'm going to... Uh, Get you some clothes and stuff. What size you wear? I'm like, what size? I well, I'm great. Go home. I got clothes at home. You know, again, I'm green and rough around the edges. And I wasn't used to someone outside my family really, you know, well, outside my father and my uncle's really giving a damn. Yeah. So I was like, what you mean, what size I wear? And he just got my clothes out the bag. We were out at Grady Hospital. He got my clothes out the bag, got my size. He came back. Every day he every day I was there. He when he went and got me an outfit and a pair of shoes. Shoes, bra, panties, socks, the whole thing. And he was like, You have to go home. You know, you need to be in school, et cetera, et cetera. And he was big on that. He was a street nigga. He was married to them streets before, way before he was married to me. But one thing he didn't play about was me getting my education. And, you know, you know, this little rough tomboy girl. Everybody know her. Everybody knew me when they see me, but they didn't know my name. Okay. Only thing they knew was the tall, thick girl with the um with the bushy ponytail, you know. And when him and I, I don't even know. It, it, it's so crazy because that was one ghetto ass <laughs> relationship. It was never like, you know, I like you or I want to get to know you or will you be my girlfriend? Check yes or no. I didn't have that experience. It just jumped straight into a, I already know you and this is how it's going to play out. No, when he, when he took me to the hospital, mm-hmm. he, he never left my side unless he went to jail. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, even when he went to jail, it was like he was still there because, you know, back, back then you had, it was a such thing as a kingpin. You know what I'm saying? Or was a such thing as workers. It was Lawrence in the in the dope game. It ain't that no more. You know. So when he found out, you know, everything that was going on me family wise, he was like, you know what? I can we we can go get our own apartment and I'll take you to school every morning. So he won't fuck with you. You know. And excuse me, he did that. I was 16 and um, 
is when them starter jackets and shit was hot. I had a he bought me he bought me a leather starter jacket. Okay. Shout out to Starto. <laughs> <laughs> he bought me a leather starter jacket. And he bought me this leather Adidas jacket. And my cousin had wore my Adidas jacket home. And I ain't see the motherfucker no more. It was just gone. <laughs> I mean, I've seen him again, but I never seen my shit no more. You feel me? I got you. <laughs> so, um, I got his starter jacket. You know, a little Laker starter jacket. You, you don't want to give up my shit, I'm going to take your shit. The same auntie. Yeah. The same auntie. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She just hated me. We got into a fight. Like, you ain't, you know what I'm saying? Bitch, I know how you feel about me. So I'm not just going to let you run up on me like that. And she bit me on my knee. And, um, I didn't say nothing about the fight. You know? Shit, I just fuck it. We fought. I still got my jacket. I'm gonna go home. Yeah, at that point, you victorious at that point, girl. You just took <laughs> so, the you know, and I walk away with the jacket. Like, ain't nothing else we had to talk about at this point. <laughs> right. So we um had on got home or whatever. He had on got home. I'm sitting there, you know, my biker shorts and my t-shirt. You know, lounging around the house. This is the fuck wrong with your knee. Why you need so real? I didn't even pay no attention to it. And I looked down and right now today where she bit me at still had an imprint. Hmm. And I didn't even know I was pregnant then. I was 16. I didn't even know I was pregnant. We went to the emergency room, made sure I was okay. They gave me a tetanus shot and Everything was good. They didn't say I was pregnant. You know, my my period didn't really change that much because I didn't start my period until I was 16. So, you know, it was nothing to be alarmed about. And I didn't have nobody. A lot of shit about being a female, I learned from my uncle wives and the streets. You know, I will forever be grateful for my uncle wives both of them because they was there for me. They was the only females that I felt was there for me and they took time out to not only talk to me, but to know me. So anyway, um, of course they had to tell them what happened and whatever, went to the hospital. And at the time I was, pre- I was, I was pregnant. I found out I was pregnant um, August the 24th because I just I kept feeling these pains in my stomach like oh lord stomach hurt mm-hmm. you know keep getting gas you know me and my friends you know all of us was Pretty much, I guess you could say hood chicks. All of us was rough around the edges. You know, girl, you got a jelly baby. The 
fuck is a jelly baby? Because when your period come on, there's going to be a big blood clot come out, and then you'll be all right. So in my head, that's what I was thinking for like three months. Mm. <laughs> I was 24th. I went to the emergency room for these stomach pains. Um, came back home. They just told me it was gas. Okay. Uh-huh. And came back home. I'm thirsty. I'm gonna get drunk. We drank in Cisco. And he used to always tell me, it's these apartments. It was one tree in front of these apartments and across from the apartments was my high school. So we would get drunk, stand up on that tree. They know when I get to drinking, I'm show the fuck out on somebody. <laughs> and that is good. Got that one ratchet one in the click. Yes. The one that's always smiling and ready to fight. That, that was me. It's like, man, you finna get... I mean, it got so bad that the local, you know, the little looks, it wasn't even like a looks, yeah, it was a liquor store, I guess you could say. You know what I'm saying? In the neighborhood, the little plaza, that was we call it. I said, I don't know, motherfucking look. She underage anyway. Well, you know, there's a right in the girl room. We, we... <laughs> It was so worth it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I enjoy that. <laughs> right. This is definitely me just transforming my art, you know? Mm-hmm. This is transforming the art outside of the world of just using Instagram. Instagram was like the the key to the door. Yes. Um, who they want podcast is me opening that door. Like, you know, I... I would tell people, they would ask me, like, we don't see you too much post other people's work no more. We don't see you give shout-outs no more. And I was like, no disrespect, nobody, but it's boring me. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you was Luke, because I'm like, people are not seeing why I have the love for it no more. People don't see why that I part. started doing it. Mm-hmm. Now it's just getting kind of a anybody type of picture. Like, you can mm-hmm. take a picture and, huh, just post this. I'm like, now it's not art no more. It's just you at home taking a random picture. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to think of a creative way to introduce it for people to still do whatever entertaining-wise love to it. Yes. So, yeah, I, helped, I get that. I help put I help put some people on, you know. I help. One thing about it, people can't say that he didn't try. Yes. I, I never, I would tell people, like, I don't expect me to be like, I'm coming at you with a million dollars. But mm-hmm. when I say I got you, you better act like you got a million dollar contract. Like That's, this is my that part word is right bond. <laughs> word is that bond. Part. Like I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna plant you anywhere you need to be going. So I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Snapchat, I'm on Facebook. Like I'm in various different groups. So don't think that when I say hey, join who they want means oh he just want to post my picture on Instagram. That's all he's doing it for. No, baby, mm-hmm. I'm actually networking for you. Like, yes. I got magazine companies all through my email list of, hey, we loved your page, who they want, and we want to, you know, you to select five different people and put them out there. And I was like, yeah, that's dope and all, but I was like, I have nobody, like, contracted. Except mm-hmm. for one, I do have BBW Cherry Red, who's contracted under okay. the entertainment side of me. So mm-hmm. if it wasn't her, you know, signing it, I was like, I it's not that I won't put nobody on. It's just an idea. Like, 
I gave them word is bond and by them not seeing me really pursue that word is bond law, a lot of people kind of lost interest and lost hope. So when you yes. try to re-hit people up like three months later after I was like, oh, this is the same guy that just asked me for whatever. And now he's talking about, he got a magazine cover, like how do I know this is real? And then I yeah. screenshot and send it and be like, this is real deal. Like I'm mm. giving you this magazine offer because they're giving it to me, but they mm -hmm. don't know that I'm not who they think they saw. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 